good. We're in. God, we were talking about dogs a second ago, and 18. 18's showing up everywhere. 18's my When was the last number. time you saw 18? Oh, gosh. I saw 18 the other day on my uh, seat number on a plane. Really? Yeah. But it comes what, up all the were time. Were you Southwest? Like, were you, were you picking the seat? Not Delta. Delta? Well, I don't pick them. Somebody else books my flights. It's good to be Alana. So maybe who books, who books the flights? Behalf. Management? Management books the flights? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, Zach. What do you mean? You just end up with flights? <laughs> what are you talking about? I just, I show up to the airport and then I end up in a city and I play a show and then I go home. Somebody books your flights, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. I was touring this weekend and I was on the road with Temecula Road playing guitar. Love them. And I, I've been sleeping for like two days. Maybe I have mono, but I'm like exhausted. I don't have mono. Everybody calm down. I am exhausted, though. How do you not get exhausted when you go on the road? Maybe you do. I do get exhausted. It's exhausting, the right? The thing is, I get on stage, and I'm immediately, like, re-energized. Like, it's this balance of tired, like, so tired, but also so energized at the same time. Because I'm doing what I love. So yeah. it's just that push and pull. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like touring is, sucks, but it's great for 45 minutes, and the 45 minutes kind of makes it worth everything else all the rest but and plus it's like, horrible even off stage like just getting to meet people i love that i love getting to hug fans and especially being an artist who released most of my music during covid i think i just appreciate it so much like i do not take a second of it for granted yeah <laughs> i will put up with all the crazy travel and rental cars and whatever i have to just to get out just there. to get out there are Absolutely. you at the place where like are fans starting to recognize you as like alana springsteen like are people coming up to you and like they like they know who you are like, definitely and it's it's wild like they'll know things about my life too like just the other show i had fans like front row after the show they were like we were waiting for you to do your pre-show ritual because i always post about my pre-show ritual what's I the do... pre-show ritual so i do these like side to side jumps it's full band like it's whoever's around they're part of my pre-show ritual so we all do these side to side jumps and we do lunges just to like work out all the kinks and get ready so we don't fall on stage or do something stupid. it's kind of like a stretching like right just shake the nerves out yeah, yeah, so yeah. But we do it like all together and then we like have a huddle at the end and like shout out whatever at the end of our huddle. But people are like starting to pick up on just my, things I do in my life, like talk about coffee or talk about stuff I've done during the day. And it's just really cool to have that like connection with my fans and people that people can see like what I do on my daily life. It's pretty wild. Yeah, they're paying attention. They are. They they know what's going on. They are. This really feels like a lot of Springsteen's moment. Like I felt among the industry, when you played the showcase at the Virgin Hotel on the rooftop, yeah. it felt like that was kind of like a pivotal moment. I don't know if it feels like that to you, but after that, everyone was like, oh my God, Alana Springsteen, like I knew her when she was 14, Aww. but now it's like, oh my God, she's like this mature artist who's got the whole package, the look, the sound, the stage presence. Like that was an incredible showcase. Do you feel, was there a little bit of a shift with that showcase do you think like were people starting to come up to you a little differently within the industry or is that just kind of how it feels on the outside? First of all, it means the world to hear you say that. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I'm, absolutely. I'm somebody who has known from literally eight years old that music is what I wanted. So it's been something I've chased my entire life. It felt like what I was put on this earth to do. But there does come a time where things just start to fall into place and the stars align and just everything is kind of happening at once right now in my life and it's pretty wild and even with my two projects history of breaking up part one and history of breaking up part two you know that show was kind of a celebration of all of that which really was a two-year journey for me and a lot of it was real-time relationships i was going through seasons of life i was going through and um, it was just cool to be able to look out on so many people who have poured into me, like you said, since I was 14 years old, like riding with early in town. They've gotten to watch me grow up in a lot of ways. So I just wanted to have a moment to be grateful and just take a second and look at 
where I've come from and remember where I started and look at where I am now and how far I've gotten. And there's still so much to come and I'm still just at the beginning, but I try to be really good about marking those moments. And thank you for coming out to that. That was such a special time, man. Oh my God. The showcase was amazing. What I'm curious about is like people always say Nashville is like a 10 year town Mm -hmm. and you're like so young, but you've been in this industry for almost like what, eight years now? Yeah. Like, do you, like, I would almost imagine that I would start feeling like, even though I'm still so young, younger than most people when they even start, like we had Ray Fulcher in here, he started writing songs when he was like almost 30. Wow, yeah. You, you know, so like you're still so much younger now than you than when most people, some people even moved to Nashville, yeah. but you've still been here for like almost eight years. So do you feel like, oh my, like I'm still so early in this journey or do you feel like, holy crap, I've been doing this for close to a decade. Man. Like what's happening here? It's both and it kind of messes with my mind a little bit. Um, in some ways it feels like I'm just getting started. I think when you really start to find your crew, that's when everything changes. And I think for me, that's been the past two years, year and a half where, you know, a lot of it started in the writing room, just really being intentional about who I was sitting down with, finding people who knew my story and knew how to help me tell that story. And, um, you know, surrounding myself with a team, um, which I'm still building out and I'm really excited about this next phase. But part of it is that, but you're right. I have been here since I was, I've been coming to Nashville since I was 10 years old. So it does feel like, a long journey and the bright side of that is that I've had the time to really learn and grow and like make mistakes and figure out who I'm not so I could figure out who I am and what I did want to say so um, I'm grateful for all that time and it's it's to answer your question it really is just a balance like some days it feels like I'm just getting started some days I'm like holy crap this has been (laughs) this has been a a long time coming (laughs) what a freaking journey this has been of like eight years in the, but so what do you think is like the next, like when you have meetings right now with your team and everyone, like what are you thinking about like the next step or the next phase? Like is it like what's the next record? Even though this last record just came out, like is it like, hey, what are we going to do with the next record? Who are we going to go on tour with? Like, you know, I think every label is kind of chasing you down right now. It's like probably having those kinds of conversations. Yeah. What like like what, what are you strategizing or like what are you thinking is the next phase in this like now approaching eight year journey? that you start when you were like 14, like what's next? Like how, like how do you think about what the next move is? Yeah. Well, for me, a lot of that always starts with the music. You know, I will always be a songwriter first. I've been writing since I was nine years old. So having released History of Breaking Up Part 1 and Part 2, it feels very much like a sense of closure to that chapter, to a, like basically a two-year-long chapter that I was kind of gearing up for. Now that that's out, I've really been seeing so much so many different layers coming out in my writing, like writing love songs, writing life songs. I wrote a song the other day just about being 21 and like the different things I'm learning and realizing and um, writing songs about living life and going through phases with friends, like just things outside of breaking up. You know, I very much needed to get that out. And now that I've had that closure, it's cool to see what the next season is shaping up to be. So my goal is to release a record like that's I've released projects up until now, and I think it's time to really put a body of work together. You know, whether it's, I mean, I could release 20, 30 songs. I probably won't, but that's how much I'm writing. So. Do you not feel like the history of breaking up as a collection was not a record? Because that's like 16 songs right there together. That's true. That's kind of like a, much, a little record. It did happen in pieces, though. I think part one had its own energy, and part two kind of had a separate energy. So it didn't. It, they don't feel necessarily like the same me. Like, I think they were growing with me along the way. But for this record, I want it to just be like, you know, here's Alana Springsteen and tell not just the love and and relationship side of me, but there's so much more to my story that I can't wait to share with people. So there's that. And then just continuing to 
build a team, you know, figuring out label, figuring out publishing, like where I want to be in this next season. That's a really important part about Nashville is finding the right people to surround yourself with um, that can lift you up and help build it with you. Um, that's what it all, all comes back to, like the people you want to win with, the people that you want to be with in the times when it's hard to. So I'm watching that my little family shape up too, and it's fun. So was that showcase at the Virgin? Was that sort of like, you know, like an industry showcase? Like, did you put that on with your team to basically be like, let's invite industry out to the show and show them what we've been working on and give them a little taste? Because then you played the BMI thing last minute. Yeah. Because I think someone pulled out and last minute you were on the BMI stage and it felt like I was seeing the same people that were at the showcase of the Virgin Hotel were like there the at the BMI rooftop watching you. Like, I think you're getting some looks. I mean, you've always had looks. You've been around forever. But like, I think like, like, are you planning this? Like, you're like, hey, let's do the showcase <laughs> to show the industry, like, you know, what's going on here with Alana Springsteen? I, we definitely wanted to plan that show around the release. Honestly, more than anything, just to celebrate and, like, have a chance to play the songs down and get my the people that I wrote the project with, my producers, um, different publishers that had been helping put these rights together. A lot of it was just getting the team out. And obviously, we invited labels, too. Like, just getting the whole town out to celebrate with me what these two projects were and um and then you're right then the bmi thing which was so much fun i've known leslie roberts at bmi since i was like 14 years old and we were just backstage talking before the show and she was like it's been so cool to just watch you grow and it feels like your moment it feels like you're ready and i feel that in my heart too so it's uh it's kind of crazy to watch everything come together right at this time and um i'm just ready to go more than ever yeah, I was talking to Leslie, too, and she was like, oh, my God, I knew Alana when she was 14, and now she's, like, you know, rocking the BMI rooftop. Like, I feel like everyone's on, like, Team Alana right now. The, the whole thing's coming together. So, wait, so history of breaking up, um, was that about one relationship? Or who? how many relationships went into the history of breaking up, part one and two? Oh, my gosh. Probably, it was definitely not one. I think everyone will be happy to hear that one guy did not mess me up that bad. It was... Okay, fair enough. But what? It's a few people. <laughs> you, you were homeschooled, right? Yeah, I was. So when, was. because most people, like, I feel like their first relationships are in like high school mm -hmm. or at like a dance or something. Right. Like, where did you find time? Like, where were you meeting people to have relationships with? That's so funny. Um. So I, even though I was homeschooled, like I had a great, like I went to prom twice. I went. Who's to prom? Because did, did people <laughs> ask you to go to their yeah, prom? Exactly. Twice. So I would meet people in other circles, and they would be like, "Yo, like come to prom with me." So I feel like I got to experience high school in a good way, where I didn't have to deal with a lot of the drama, but I got the good sides, the football games, the fun. The would you prom, go to like like like, like football games around Nashville? Oh though? yeah, like Brentwood, Ravenwood. Like and you I had went friends. To all those games. How do oh, you? Yeah. Where were like all my friends that I ever had from like kindergarten to like twelfth grade mm -hmm. were people I met exclusively like in my classes. Yeah. So like, how'd you meet people? That's <laughs> probably a crazy question, but like, how'd you how'd you find people? No, totally valid. Um church actually like oh, always okay. being in those circles like bible yeah. study my faith is like so important to me so i found a lot of my friends that way and then it's just like a spider web you know you meet one person and then sense, they have actually. a whole group of friends yeah. and then yeah and you went to two different proms two different proms yeah wow okay. so much fun yeah so like i had early relationships that i drew from my first real boyfriend was when i was 17 
I started dating a guy long distance. That's the song. Like history of breaking up. The song is about him. And um, this is good intel. Where where did he live? He lived in New York. How did so you meet a New Yorker? It's pretty wild through music. Through so, was he like yeah, a music guy? I played. Well, his parents ran this charity organization that I played at, and so we met and just became friends. Like would talk on the phone, FaceTime all the time over a course of like a couple years, and then we were like. Oh, we don't want to be just friends anymore. So we kind of took it to the next level. And, you know, he would fly to see me and I would fly to see him. And it was this, it was really intense relationship, honestly. Like, you know, that first love is always so, you're feeling everything so deeply. And I'm such a feeler. If you can't tell by these songs that I've written what's, about what's my your relationship. Love language? Ooh, quality time. Quality time. Quality time is up there. Um, and... Honestly, just like physical touch, like being around somebody is so being important. around people, yeah, yeah. Like I, I need that for yeah. sure. So I think mine is gifts. Really? I just like when people give me things. Oh, <laughs> I need to. Next time I see you, I need to get you something. Yeah, you need to get I'm, me something. <laughs> yeah, like That's, yes, show me you love me. No, but give you know what something. it is? Like people would give me like something like like if you gave me like a pin that was like a thoughtful pin. Yeah. That would like mean the world to me. Aww. Like like little things. Like people give me little things. I it just means everything. That's you're like you were thinking about me. Yeah, yeah, you, you were thinking it. about yeah. me. Yeah. I, I just like stuff. I'm like a stuff guy. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yeah, I don't need to spend any time with anyone. Oh my, <laughs> just give me things to just, let me know that things. I'm on your mind. Just give me things. Yeah, I yeah. love that. See, me gifts are like that. Gifts make me feel awkward. No, because I get them and I'm like, oh, you're waiting for a reaction. Like, what it's gonna happen? Or like, I'm giving them and I'm so nervous and just anxiety ridden because I'm like, are they gonna like it? Are they yeah, gonna yeah. Hate no, it? no. Like- I, I love giving gifts. I love getting <laughs> gifts. I'm very superficial that way. Everybody um, get Zach a gift. Just get me He'll stuff. love you just forever. Just get me stuff. Yeah, that's all you need to do. <laughs> wait, but okay, wait. So you were dating this guy and that that I don't know what happened. Sometimes this place is under construction. They're blowing. Once an episode, up. this room explodes. Um, <laughs> wait. So you oh, were you were before. giving um. You were you were in this relationship with this guy mm-hmm. in New York, and then you guys broke up. Here's the thing: our lives were going two completely separate directions. directions. Com- yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. and we were like 17, 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was getting way more serious than I was really early, and it kind of freaked me out. So I was serious in the relationship or serious in his career? In the relationship. Okay. Yeah. What, what does think... that mean? Like, was he like proposing at eighteen? Like, like well. He, you're getting the tea, aren't you? I, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get the tea because this whole record, <laughs> this whole record is about your love life. So I'm trying to understand. That's what, fair. I'm trying to understand what happened here. Like I need some context for the I history know. of breaking up, part one and you're two. Right. I'm putting it out there. I was yeah, asking yeah. for it. So well, don't, if you don't want to put it out there, don't put it out there. No, but I, I think I think everything's the, already. Put I think out the there. fans would be disappointed if, we, if we didn't get the tea. There. No, so like he was. I mean, I think he would have married me one day. Yeah, like, I think he was that serious the way he was talking. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, uh, are, we're just not Whoa. the same person. Like, yeah. I've got so much life to live. Do you have a lot um, of friends? You're from Virginia, right? Virginia Beach. Do you, have a lot, do you have a lot of friends from Virginia who, like, married super young? Dude, yes. Like they, and especially my phase of life. Like, I, I feel like every time I hop on Instagram, another one of my friends is, like, engaged or getting married or having a baby. Me too. <laughs> and you know, you know what's funny about that is, like, sometimes people post stuff on Instagram, like, they're doing this or that. And, like, yeah. you'll feel, like, a little bit of jealousy where you're like, oh, my God, like, I wish I was doing that. When I see people post engagement photos, yeah. I feel zero jealousy. Like, I feel zero like wanting to get engaged at this moment. I'm just like, that's good for you. Like, okay. Happy for you. Happy for you. Would never. Would never. (laughs) Would literally, literally would never. But this guy was like, hey, like he was getting ready to drop down one knee. You're seeing all your friends like back home from Virginia Beach or whatever, like getting engaged. You're like, this is not going to be my path. This is not going to happen. There's so many other things that I like want to chase and still want to do. And so like 
I just, I knew he needed somebody else that would fit in that box for him. But at the end of the day, we broke up and, uh, you know, he, we tried to do the friends thing and he was just so back and forth. Like one minute he would want to be friends and then the next minute he would be like, please don't call me. Like I can't, this hurts too much. Like was so back and forth and oh it just was God. emotional whiplash. And so like, you know, a lot of the details in history of breaking up are a hundred percent true. Like he asked me to send him back all these like bracelets and sweatshirts and like all this stuff that he had given me. And I was like, what are you going to do with it? Like why? Yeah, it was creepy. just clear that he was trying to like make me like hurt me. Um, and lash back out. I hate the song. So I, you know, like the song, I ended up burning like tons of Polaroids and letters and like all this stuff. So, I mean, truly, I spare no details in the songs that I write. I just write about my life, Zach. Did (laughs) you have, did you have the songs that you were like, oh, this happens, like, were you just writing songs that ended up being kind of like breakup songs? And then did you look at the collection of songs and go, wait a second, I think there's something here that could be called the history of breaking up. That's or, exactly what happened. That's what happened. So like, you didn't set out, it's not like you had this title, the history of breaking up and you set out to like write songs, songs for the title. Like you were just writing these songs about what you were feeling. That's exactly right. You're, it was the phase of life I was in. You know, I went through two or three relationships that made up this body of work and I just, it was my therapy. It was how I processed the emotions I was feeling. Um, and, it's it was it was what got me through it truly writing these songs and so uh history of breaking up was a song like being my about my first boyfriend it was one of the first songs i wrote and when i looked back at these songs i was like that's a great title for you know i could kind of encompass a lot of these songs that i've been writing so we ended up just putting them together in these bodies of work and it's just been cool to see other people finding little pieces of their story in mine and I how think do you know that? Like, how do you know music. other like do they DM you or do they say like DMs? Uh, yeah, mostly DMs. And then just like when I see people in person, they'll be like, this was my song. Like your music has been I just went through the worst breakup and your music has been getting me through it. And then we're able to have that connection and be there for each other in that moment, even though I didn't know this person before that day or they didn't know me before that day. But all of a sudden we've got this like foundation just through music. And that's a, the beautiful thing about music. That's what made me fall in love with it was just the connection that it brings and how two people's stories can align. That yeah, way. right. Yeah. We ask a lot of people about DMs on this show. Could <laughs> someone DM you cold and score a date with you? Like oh what? It, like if a fan DM'd you and asked you out, would, would, is there anything they could say at all that would get you to go out with them? Why like, are you asking me this? <laughs> like, I, like, we've asked a lot of people about these DMs. Okay, well. Can someone slide to your DMs? I, I want to say no, because if I say yes, then everybody's going to do it. me and like, try. Say no, yeah. But I, I, I have said yes to You so have I said yes to no. people? Well, don't, and is it like, because I feel I like. I can't lie. I feel like if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't say yes to anyone that I didn't know. Because yeah. people are crazy out there. That's, I know. But, but you like, said yes It's to, hard to meet people. It's hard like, to meet people, I you're know. You're meeting people through social media a lot of times these days. Which yeah. sometimes works out, and sometimes it really doesn't. Really doesn't. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Some shady stories. So you wrote yeah. one of the songs, Trust Issues, with Sasha Sloan, yeah, who's unbelievable. Love her. D- who gets you in the room, room with her? Like your publisher? Um, honestly, you know how it came about was a uh, Laney tour. So oh, Sasha, yeah. I was a fan of Sasha's music for a long time, and she writes a ton with Paul and that whole team, and wrote a bunch of like Cowboy in L.A. is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yeah, how she cool wrote is on that it. song? So when I played my first show opening for Laney, um she was at the Nashville show. And so we met backstage and I was like, dude, I'm a huge fan. Like, love what you do. And she was like, you too. Like you killed it. Like I would, let's get in the room. And so it was this very much like organic uh, relationship that just started that way. 
And then from that first day we wrote, I mean, we went deep. Like we just, it turned into kind of a therapy session. You know, um, Sasha and Jesse Joe, Dylan and Nick Bailey, the girls kind of had their own stories that were similar to mine. And um, we just ended up talking about just all this stuff we'd been through and bonding over it and then just writing a song about it. And so we just were really fast friends because of that. <laughs> song there's no no, there's nothing else like sitting down with somebody you don't know and writing a song you're just like instantly bonded (laughs) yeah right does she bring like a different perspective to the writer's room compared to like people who are maybe more nashville centric Mm. writers i mean i know she lives here now but i mean i think of her as like an la writer yeah right does she bring like a different energy or a different perspective sasha is just a creative genius in so many ways like she just has this presence in a room and she's has a melodic sensibility that's incredible and a way of writing lyrics that is so just like unashamed and real. Like there's no, there's no like, it's not flashy, it's not flowery, it's just like this is real, this is what I'm feeling. And it gets right to the point and that's why I loved her music and I think you hear that in trust issues too. I mean, can't believe I let someone like you around my mama. Lines like that where it's just like, oh my God, like I feel that, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> So and but very like direct Yes. and to yeah. the point, right? Like, and a lot of times like, Nashville has a way of, you know, more metaphorical or they will be like leaning up to a hook. And that's beautiful in its own way, too. But especially for a song like Trust Issues, I think part of what is cool about it is how raw it is. And she was the perfect person to write that song with. When you're writing that song, Trust Issues, and you're like working on the chorus. Like, are you listing out these things that you're saying, like, ironically? Like, wh- like where are the lines in the chorus? It's you, sarcasm, you, for sar- sure. Sarcasm. Like, thank you for all the lies. Thank you, yeah, thank thank you for you. wrecking my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, were you <laughs> listing, like, did that kind of just come together? Or were you listing, like, a whole bunch of things that you were like, thank you for? And then were you, like, pulling bits to I mean, be like, how do we make this rhyme? Or how do we make this fit? No, it came together in the moment. We started writing the verse. Um, and we just like, I started playing those chords and then we were mumbling, like a lot of the stuff we were just talking about in the room, like the mama line, um, I don't recognize myself. You got me jaded. Like these were just things we were saying to each other. And we started that verse and it was very much stream of conscious. Like we, I don't think we knew we were going to call it trust issues until we got to the end of the chorus. Cause I almost think the song could be called thank you. (laughs) Right. Completely. It could (laughs) be called thank you. Yeah. But trust issues. Is that a better title than thank you? Why is trust issues better? Well, it's kind of the last thing. It's more about trust issues. It's more about trust issues. You're right. You're right, actually. (laughs) See, this, this is why you're a songwriter and I'm not. It's, it's entirely about trust issues. Uh, and then there was a song on this record, too. There's one song that was an outside cut mm-hmm. that was um, New Number. Yeah. Which this was supposed to be like a Kenny Chesney song, right? Wasn't Kenny Chesney supposed to cut this? Yeah. It was pitched originally to Kenny Chesney, Reba, so many other people. Everybody turned it down. But <laughs> you you said. <laughs> that sounds terrible when you say it like that. <laughs> I know. I realized when I said I was like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Nobody cut this song, but you cut this song. This is an, This is actually a great song. Thank and you. it's written by. So you, wait, th- is this the only like outside cut you've ever cut? This is my first outside cut, Zach. It's wasn't pretty you, crazy. Wasn't your manager like hanging on to this song for a long time? Yeah. So because she believed in it, right? Kind of a crazy story how it all came about. I remember the exact moment I heard this song. I was actually shooting my music video for California on the West Coast. We were like driving through the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And honestly, I was so zoned out. I was on my phone, like on social media or whatever, texting people. Who knows? And there was music playing in the background and this song came on and I swear to God at the end of the first chorus, I like shot up from my phone and I was like, what is this? Like, what song is this? Who's singing? Like I had to know everything about it because something about the way the lyric was written, the idea, 
I had never heard a song hint at the emotion that way before. And who, I just felt uh, this who was singing the demo? Was anyone? Shane. Shane, Shane was singing McAnally. the demo. So this is a song for those of you who don't know or listening. Shane McAnally, Ashley Gorley, and Rhett Akins yeah. wrote this song, and they are arguably some of the best writers in Nashville. I mean, in a lot of ways, shaped the artists that I am through the songs that they've written and crafted over the years that I've been listening to on the radio and Spotify and all of that. So just the fact that I'm singing a song that they wrote is very full circle, and I'm just honored, honestly. So after I heard that song, um, Bosch told me that this was originally a Kenny Chesney pitch that she, she, you know, she had been on that team for a while and had heard the demo that way and kind of just been holding on to it. And so we reached out to the teams and thank God nobody had cut it because I was so in love with it at that point. I was like, this is made for me. Like, yeah. it just felt like it was my song. And, you know, as an artist, I will always be a songwriter first. Songwriting is a huge part of what I do. But I've always said, like, best song wins. Like, if I hear a song that I didn't write and I connect with it, I'm going to cut it. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want to do that? The best artists have built their career on that. And so when I heard this song, I was like, that's the moment. I'm, I'm meant to have this song. And it's really crazy. I actually got to sit down with Shane and Ashley and Rhett and just talk about how they wrote the song and more of the story behind how, it. How do you get that meeting? Like, do you go, I'm going to cut the song, and then do you go, I want to sit down with these guys and get in the, in the, the head of their song? Yeah, I mean, all of that came later after I cut it. Yeah. Um, I just felt like there was more of a story there to tell. It's such a special song, and it's very clear, even from the demo that Shane was singing, that there was so much emotion behind it. So... We got to sit down and just talk about, you know, songwriting in the industry and this song, New Number, and it was such a special time, and we're actually putting together a piece. It'll be out on YouTube, that whole conversation and everything. Oh, really? So you guys stay tuned for that. Yeah. Is it, it's got to be, how, who gets them together in the room, though? Like, who do you go it, through? It was worked out through publishers. Through publishers. Um, honestly, we reached yeah. out to their publishers and was like, is there any way we can make this happen? I think people would, people need to see this. And they were so down. And, and Shane is somebody that I've been writing with, too, recently. Yeah. A lot since then. So we're, it's crazy to even say that. He's absolutely and amazing. I mean, one my, of my thing with the song is who who memorizes song uh, numbers anymore. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who, who knows numbers? I, I don't know the number I of mean, anyone. You don't really. No, I, I think feel like that's kind of unsafe. My my mother. What I, happens I, if what happens? I know if you three, lose your phone and you. I know and you three have phone numbers. Phone. I know three phone numbers in my life. So this you is, could get out of a situation, but barely. I know three. The only three numbers I know are my mother's and my father's because I had to learn them when I was in like kindergarten. Okay. And I know like my home phone number. Okay. There's, I swear to God, those those are the only three phone numbers I have. And my That's number. So funny. I mean, there's probably a lot of people like that. Maybe. How many numbers do you know? You know a lot I of numbers? I memorize some numbers. Who's, I, wh what does it take to have you memorize a number for someone? Like, I whose know. numbers do you have memorized? I mem I memorize my ex's numbers, like my, my best friend, my manager, my brother, like I, some I, of my I, family members. I wouldn't, my siblings, I, I don't know any of their <laughs> numbers. Anyone I've ever so dated, funny. I've never memorized any of their numbers. Wow. Is, is that, is that psycho? Weird? Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm weird. One. Maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know. Maybe I, I should be out memorizing like, numbers. I feel like I'm looking out for your safety. Like, say you're somewhere and yeah. you don't have your phone or it's dead. A 911. I'll call 911. <laughs> Get an ambulance. Come pick you up. <laughs> I can memorize that now, number. What if your mom doesn't pick up or your dad? Do they live here? No, they live in New York. Well, you're screwed. Who am I going to call? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm in the middle of Nashville, who am I going to call? Like, I mean, it's about probe this for a second. What, what's, who would I need to call? You're, I probably should have other numbers. A friend. Like, no, someone. Someone that could come get you out of a situation. It's also hard for me to memorize numbers. Really? I'm, yeah. Not I'm, a memorize. I'm really not I'm, either. I'm not good at memorizing numbers. I feel like there's like a cadence to it, though. Like, some people's numbers are hard, but maybe it's like, 
I like tend to make a song out of it in my head or whatever. The the yeah, my number took me forever forever to memorize my number. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was really hard. Everybody's like, "What's your number?" I've yeah. got a hard I number. I have no idea. I'm not no, but it was like a long time. Like in middle school, I remember like people would be asking for my number, yeah. and I would have to like find it in my phone and, and look it up. I couldn't find Aww. my number anywhere. It was pretty embarrassing. Oh my god, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> if only hey, I memorized I it. it. Been, I'm not a numbers math person at all. You like, know, my, like my social security number. I don't know. I don't know that too off the top of my head. I always have. Like I have it written down somewhere. I always have to get it. That I, actually I, makes me feel better because I don't know. What you don't know yours and either. And I always feel like I'm. Am I an adult? Like I, am, Until, I suck at adulting. I yeah. don't know my social. Like sometimes I'll be on the phone with support, and they'll be like, "Can you give me like the last four of yeah. your social?" And I'll be like, "Hold on," and I'll go and like <laughs> I'll like rummage through like my apartment, like trying to find this piece of paper with my social on it. I feel so much better. Thank you. And then I think they think I'm like like stealing some guy's identity or whatever. <laughs> They're like, "Who doesn't know their social number?" You're like, "This guy's sus." This guy's like, he's like, what, like, what do you mean he doesn't know his so? Like, why is he taking so long to get his socials? We just got other things to worry about. Okay, I've we got, got no too much happening up here to be keeping social my my socials. No, 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 no it's not <laughs> happening. Um, history breaking up part one and two mm-hmm. out now. You got stream this record this record's really great and uh history bringing up part one i love the song um uh 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 tr- the last song on the record trucks zero um, trucks zero, zero trucks thank you zero excuse trucks. me no, zero trucks this was such a fun song at the end of the record because the so record's true. like pretty serious it's, it's like a heavy record yeah. and you ended it with zero trucks with a great like down 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 like very country mm-hmm. do you think you're gonna stay in the country format this might be like a sacrilege question or something but like i feel like your image and your sound kind of really teeters onto the pop line a little bit but maybe that's why it's so great because it hangs in the country and the sort yeah. of pop rock line i feel like rock is kind of making a comeback like yeah. i feel like avril lavigne is like making a massive comeback that's so true. You're and right. i feel like you kind of give off a little bit of those vibes a little bit hey well i'll take that as a compliment but right? i mean like, here's a little bit about me like i grew up listening to everything yeah like shania twain faith hill carrie keith of course but also like michael jackson and ace of bass randomly i love Ace and, of and like fleetwood mac and john mayer and justin bieber and like just kind of all over the place post malone i'm influenced by tons of stuff so i feel like that bleeds its way into my music and especially on the visual side like i love i'm very much an aesthetics like visual person so i can go off in my own world with artwork and videos and all that stuff that doesn't necessarily fit in the traditional country box but for me like country music is my heart and what i love about country music is the storytelling and, uh, you know, I actually wrote a song kind of about this topic, too. I feel like country looks different for a lot of people. Um, you know, you've got your stereotypical, but, like, I grew up in a small town, like, five minutes from the beach, but also, like, cornfields and farmers that had been there for generations, and it was this, like, weird mix of coastal and country. But that was my country. That's what I grew up with. So I feel like everybody kind of has, you know, they might identify with it a little bit differently. And the cool thing for me is been finding fans that didn't necessarily know they loved country music being like yo this is dope i mean on laney tour a lot of people would come up to me or dm me and be like i had no idea i liked country music until tonight and I how love did they stuff. know that it was country music though like does your set sound super country or I'm like full you... band like i am a country artist for yeah. sure like i always that's my that's my roots that's what i always come back to but i think especially in contrast to like who the guy who opened up after me keshi was just on stage all tracks like just him. That's not a country so artist. So very <laughs> not a country artist. Maybe it is. I don't know. Who, well, it was who, on Laney tour. Who am I so to declare? They, yeah, they're yeah, pop. Yeah. They're like kind of this mix of that, like indie that's what I'm saying. Yeah. pop music. 
Um, but they've been collaborating a lot in country too. Like Sasha lives in here in Nashville now. Like Dan and Shay had been working with them a bunch. Yeah, right, right. A lot of different people that are in country were working on that record too. So it just made so much sense. But all that to say, like country is my roots and my favorite type of music and who I am as an artist. But it's cool to find where it all spreads and what other fans I'm pulling in with my music too. So yeah. I never want to put a bo- like my music in a box. I want to feel the freedom to be able to, like if I want to use a little bit different sound or if I want to try something on my vocal that's a little bit non-traditional, I'm going to go there. I'm going to try it. So, yeah, just bringing in all the all the different worlds. Yeah, Why totally. Not? That was I remember following you on Instagram when you were on the Laney tour. Yeah. And that just looked insane because you were playing like you did Ascend Amphitheater. You were playing like some of the biggest. I played my first arena. First arena? Yeah. Was that cool? Like, did you feel. Oh, man. Like, right now I'm on tour, and now I'm starting to realize, like, when I'm out with Temecula Road, like, we're playing these theaters, and this is going to sound bad, but, like, once you play one theater, the next theater doesn't really feel that different (laughs) than the uh, theater before it. Right. Yeah. Like they're all they're all kind of similar. But did yeah. you feel that way? Like like did it feel really special to play in an arena or were you surprised that maybe it didn't feel that different than like an amphitheater or maybe no, it man. did feel different? It felt so different. Really? I I don't maybe it's just me. But like I and going back to two, like being an artist who released a lot in covid, like I hadn't had a lot of experience playing stages. I hadn't been on tour a ton. I wasn't able to. So having my first real tour being arenas and amphitheaters like going into it I was like okay it's gonna be what it's gonna be like we'll figure it out but the second that I hit that stage I just came alive in so many ways and I just realized how much I love performing truly I I found a piece of myself there on that stage and on that tour and um yeah, every show felt different to me. And I think I, I make a point of trying to do that because otherwise it just, it all runs together. But I try to find like different fans or different moments that are unique to every show where I can be like, yo, Charlotte, that was special. Like I'll always remember what happened with that one guy in the cowboy hat or I'll always remember this one sign that I saw that said this. Like I try to make every show feel a little bit different. And I mean, the energy, it never gets old. And maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a, such a performer and I love it. I yeah, thrive right, on it. Right. I feed off of it. But playing that arena was like nothing I've ever felt before. I will never forget it for sure. And um, it was in Tulsa. So it was Paul's hometown where he was from. So oh, the so love like that night was... Hometown energy. Insane. insane. Yeah, and yeah. like, I, you know, I was already seeing a couple people like singing back my words. And I had just released History Breaking Up like part one. So it was just wild. Do you think to... they saw that you were going to be on the Laney tour and they were like, oh, who is she? let's listen to her music like yeah. that's how I'm like, sure because Lainey's fans that's the thing they have been touring for a long long time so their fans come intentionally to hear the music and um, they just care they care they showed up so early every time I played and a lot of people don't come for the opener but it meant the world to have fans that actually cared to see my music and be introduced to a new artist that they might not have seen before that night. So, you know, I, I have so many fans, even from that tour, still DMing me like, when are you coming back to Tulsa? When are you coming to really? Houston? When oh are my we God, going? Yeah. We got plan. We got plans. Dude, I'm trying. Come on. I'm trying to plan something. Come on. Let's we go. got management over here. How, how do we get on the road to <laughs> Tulsa? Let's get it done. That's what I'm saying. It's been fun though. Like even from dates on Mitchell tour, like I'm starting to headline. Like that's really important yeah. to me too, is playing shows like, People that come and buy a ticket just to see me, like that means more than anything. And those are the kind of fans that I want to build. And that's the kind of show that I want to grow. So we've been going back to some of these markets and just playing little clubs. And it's been so cool to just start to see. Oh, the best. Just start to see that happening. Yeah. Wait, so when you did those arenas, 
like when you did that run, how, it was like four dates. Was no, it, it was or, like ten to fifteen. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's like a long run. Was, was that like the first time you really played like with a full band? Yes. Or, so how insane is that? How do you know what to do? <laughs> it's like it's pretty. It's like like this is kind of supposed to be hard, right? To play in an arena and be entertaining, mm. but you were like pulling it off the first time you did it. Man, like, I had appreciate you, that. Had you envisioned it so many times in your head? Absolutely. And, like, pictured what moves you would make and what oh, you would man. do. Oh man, I think there is some truth to that. Like just having I from when I was little that like that that's what I dreamed about. I have always seen myself playing stadiums and arenas like that's the kind of artist that I want to be. Um god willing and I just I I can't even explain it to you. Like I hit that stage and it felt like a whole nother person came out of me. <laughs> like, it was wild. And a lot of in a lot of ways I black out too. Like I walk off and I I don't even remember some of what happened. I'm like, what did I say when I was out yeah, there? I'm happened? just like on autopilot. Yeah. And um, you know, maybe that's a combination of just me like being literally born to do this and like you said, just envisioning it and wanting it for so long I've kind of manifested it. <laughs> Were you looking back at clips? Because sometimes I'll perform and I'll like want to listen back and sometimes I'll be like scared to listen back because I'll think that like, think, oh my gosh, I'll think that like be? my, what I thought the show was and yeah. my memory of it, which will be like precious. Right. I feel like if I listen back, it'll, it like won't have been as good as I thought it, it was in my head. <laughs> and I get scared to listen back, even though I'd probably be a better player if I listened back to my performances. Right. I like right. rarely ever listen back. I force myself to. Really? Because that's how I like critique. I'm like, yeah. oh, that could have been better. And I, it's still like, I, I always want to be growing and pushing myself, but it is the hardest thing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, just cringing. <laughs> but that's how you learn, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like you can practice as many. T I can get in the room with my band in a rehearsal studio as many times as I want and play. But the real things that you learn and the real takeaways are what happen out on that stage. And I'm like, what happens in real time? That's where I learn all of, all of the tips and, like, the best lessons are just in real time what's happening. So Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, but, but on the Mitchell tour, you were playing acoustic, right? Yeah, for most of it. I had a couple I had a couple full band dates at the end because I wanted to go out really big. But that taught me a lot of things in a different way. Like, there is something special that happens when I'm not confined to what my band's doing. I'm not on tracks. There's not anything happening that's stopping me from having moments with the crowd. So in a lot of ways, I just learned that it's not even about how good I sound or how cool I think I look. It's just about having moments with the crowd and like leaning into um, leaning into them. And, you know, I just it was a lot of fun to be up there and just kind of be able to play a, a different song on the spur of the moment if I felt it or whatever. So I learned a lot of different things. And Mitchell and the guys in that tour was just an absolute dream. I mean, I can't say enough great things about them. They really just made me feel part of the family. Yeah, those are good guys. They are. They're good the guys. Um, a lot of Springsteen on the podcast. Uh, History of Breaking Up Part 1 and 2. You need to stream these records because they're really great and they're really fun. They're easy to listen to, even though even though they're about serious subject matters. <laughs> these records are like you put them on, they're kind of like instant gets. Like you instantly wow, kind of get what, like what's happening and you get the hooks and you get like what's clever and catchy about them. Like Thanks, this thing's man. really great. And wait, and is there? Any, uh, we just put this out, but are we? We're in the studio right now. We're working on new music. Working on new music working all the time, music, Zach. All I'm the, never not. All, I'm all the time. Always writing. So stay tuned for that. I'm stay very tuned. excited for what's coming next. Um, any tour dates coming up? 
Oh yeah, I'm playing Seven Peaks. Um, actually, oh, this yeah. weekend uh, out is that in this Colorado. Weekend? Yeah. Oh my God, that's very be excited incredible. for that. And then on my website, I'm always posting like and socials too, obviously. But I have different headlining dates coming up um, over the next little bit, and just always trying to get out there as much as I can. So. Yeah. What's Stay the, updated what's, through all that. What's the deal with baking? You're really into baking, right? I'm really into baking. Really? What? So into baking. I love. Well. It's, I guess it's kind of been a recent thing, and you're going to laugh at me because a lot of times I can't even eat what I bake. I like. Are you gluten free? <laughs> I'm like gluten free, really? grain free. Like, I will bake paleo things, and you got to use like certain flours and certain dairy alternatives and all of that. But I truly just have an appreciation for bread. Like, if you go on my. Oh, I have a Pinterest board dedicated to bread, and I just call really? it Hard Eyes because it, it just makes me like. Are you baking breads? I'm trying. Bread is hard. Like bread was my challenge. It's really hard. Um, Cookies, cupcakes, like all that stuff is fun and easy. Um, But bread is like, bread is temperamental. Like yeast has got an attitude. It's got a personality. If you don't treat it right, if you look at it wrong, it just decides to not like work. Fuck you. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to do what you need me to do. Truly. So I feel like recently I've finally conquered like getting a good rise, getting a good proof, like all of that. So what kind of bread? I mean, I've done sourdough. I've done like. Do you have a starter? Or do you have a sourdough starter? Yeah, I is have it starter. your starter that you just keep in the fridge? Yeah. It, isn't that weird that it's just alive? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like d- its, it's own alive. Thing. Oh, we've got. Oh whoa! Oh, this looks like a real deal bread. My Are you first, looking at the one I made? Just my first. Wait, is this recent? Was this, this posted recent? today this on your is Instagram? This like the uh, last week. This is like last week. My first successful loaf. Pretty proud <laughs> moment. This looks good. This looks really good. Thanks, man. Little, I mean, it's not perfect. Yeah. Look at that. I'm cutting off a lana to show. Y'all, this, this loaf of bread don't right judge there. me. All you bread makers we out there, it, don't judge it. me. Here we go. Check out, check out this loaf of bread. Oh, that looks. <laughs> That looks really good. <laughs> I'm really good. Dying. Oh my god. Y'all. Okay, let's focus back in on Alana. Um, wow. All my bread makers out there, don't judge me. Do you me, cook okay? it in the I'm oven or do you have a bread maker? I cook it in the oven. So I have a little Dutch oven. And that bread right there. What's I a Dutch made... oven? It's like a pot, right? Yes. It's like a yeah, big yeah. pot. And the goal of it is to create a bunch of steam so it has like a crust on it. Steam gives you crust. I would almost think steam makes it soggy. Right. It's weird. Wrong? Science, S- man. S- science. Look science, it up. Science, man. Steam gives, but, um, gives it a good crust. If anybody has any tips, by the way, if you're really good at bread and that's your thing, like DM me because I will eat it up. But like that was just, I love the smell of it. I love uh, like I kneading love, it. It's just so therapeutic for me. I love bread. Yeah. I, I love What's bread. What's your favorite kind of bread? I'm a wheat guy. I like wheat. Okay. Uh, so like anything that's like hearty, grainy. Oh, like wow. Like whole weedy. Yeah. That's really why I like it. It's like hard. Like love white that. breads I'm not so into. But I do love like a good baguette. Like yeah. a good baguette. I, I'll just. I've yeah. never heard anyone say it the way you just said it. What baguette? I, how do people say it? Baguette. Baguette. What I say? Baguette. <laughs> baguette. I don't know. Baguette. I'm just giving you a I'm a New Yorker now. pronouncing French bread. Maybe you're right. Baguette. baguette. I'm probably not right. Let's be honest. I agree with you though. Like I'll there's... eat a whole baguette. Oh, baguette. Back, back. Now I'm just in your head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll eat a whole long bread in like one sitting, not even think twice about it. Butter, olive oil, what do you do? I'll go plain. And I'm a, I'm a stickler for it. Like it's gotta be crunchy. It's like I like I I know good baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> You're never I, gonna say it. I'm never thing. gonna say it. I'm never gonna say it the right way. So sorry. I also love challah. I'm a big challah guy. Oh, I've never had that. Never had challah? Is it Jewish? Where does it what super Jewy, yeah. Wow. It's uh <laughs> it sounds like a Jewish word, maybe. <laughs> It's uh, challah? yeah, it's like a soft egg bread. Maybe okay. I'll bring you a challah sometime. Okay. Like I, I have no idea when, but I feel like you should. Well, no, but you can't even eat it because you're gluten free. Right, but I'll try a bite of it. It's delicious. It's, it's sort I'll of cheat. like a 
like a like a soft bread. It's like an egg bread. Is this something you like dip in like hummus or like pesto or like? No, it's too soft. You, wow. I don't even think you can dip it because it kind of falls apart. I'm excited. It's really I'm like intrigued if you excited. dipped in hummus, it would kind of just tear apart. You couldn't do it. It's a oh, wow. soft soft bread okay but it's it's delicious come on with it very do you ever watch um what great british baking no but you love the show you love the show so much (laughs) that's literally in your talking points your publicist some of your talking points this morning really in my talking yes and at the bottom of the talking points it says her favorite show is the great british bake-off dude i love it so so this is like really your show oh i love it so much yeah i mean i'm counting down the days till the next season comes out when does the next season i think it's fall like this fall yeah it's always like september Could, oh my god! How do you go on? Is it? Do you need to be like a real pro baker to go you on? You need it? to be a baker. Like really? I would crumble under the pressure. No pun truly. intended. I, um, <laughs> Look at that. You would you would crumble under the pressure of. I would. What? Well, how's that completely. show work? What do you What do so, you bake? It's it's high stakes too. Like they're yeah. in this tent that's not even air conditioned. Like out in the middle of like some field. And you have like three bakes a day. So yeah. you have like a, I forget what they call it. It's like an easy bake and then something that's a little more technical. And then they have like the final like show thing. That's like a really intense three hour, four hour process. And if you screw up one thing, I mean, all your timing is off and you're not going to make the finish. Like all these bakers are incredible and a lot more technically professional than I am. But I love watching it and I love learning a little bit yeah. and feeling like I'm. Do you want to become a more technical baker? Like, I'd love to. How how do you think you do that? Do you just low key like my dream? Actually, not low key at all. I tell high key this high key high key. My dream is to one day like go to France or Italy and just like take a few months off and just learn under a chef or a baker. Yeah, just like all the tips and all the things and um. Even if it's just enough for me to have great dinner parties with friends and like make oh, my yeah. own pasta. Like how fun would that be? Unreal. Yeah. Is the extent of your baking skill, is it sort of just like following the recipe or are you kind of at a point now where you can like play a little bit and like do you have a good sense of how ingredients work together? I substitute a lot too. Like yeah, if, yeah. if it needs an acid, sometimes I'll do like different like yogurt or like lemon juice or like I'll mess around with it a little bit. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it goes very bad. But um, it's it's really fun, and I just love baking for my friends. Like, the other day, my producer, it was his birthday, and I just made a bunch of cookies in the morning and took it over to him. So. Oh, my God. I want to be in a ride with Alana. She might bring hey, me Hey, maybe that'll be my gift for you next time. Oh, I'll just, yes. I'll bring you a loaf bring of bread. Bring me a loaf of bread. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> maybe uh. I'll learn to make baguette, baguettes. Baguettes. Baguettes for you. <laughs> baguettes. Now, now I'm never going to I don't even know. Now I can't even baguette. say it. I don't. That's how I've always said Learn it. how to make challah. Challah is really fun to make because you have to roll three individual strands okay and then you braid them oh my gosh i bet that's beautiful oh my god it's unreal thanks for the tips challah bread challah bread that's what's up i don't know where you get in nashville you know i think actually dozen bakery makes a good challah of course dozens they they just crush it amazing um alana springsteen on the podcast this week new album history of breaking up part one and two it's not even so new anymore it's been out for a minute a a short minute a month maybe a month yeah part two is is still pretty new part one's been out for a minute yeah you gotta listen to this. Eight songs on each side, easy to consume, easy to easy to love, easy to easy to get. It's instant gets across the out, whole record. Man. You gotta follow Alana on Instagram because she's going on tour. Mm, TikTok, you, TikTok, YouTube, TikTok. All the things. Are you are you into TikTok? Big time, man. Big time. Actually, I have a like a lot of my following over the past couple of years is Has, from TikTok. It's been from TikTok, especially during like quarantine yeah. and COVID. Like it really, that's when I really started digging into Are it. Are you one of those people that's like, I just want to make music. Like, why do I have to make content? Or do you like making the content? Honestly, there's days when I don't want to be making content. I'm like, all I want to focus on right now is just like being in the studio and writing. And it feels like a distraction. 
But other times I just have an appreciation for it because there's so many like connections that I'm able to make and so many like of my fan stories that I would have no idea about if I didn't have that like day in day out like yeah way to talk to them and communicate with them so it's a it's a love-hate relationship but mostly love I really do I have fun with it love-hate relationship and it's fun to like yeah. tease music too a lot of times that's how I decide that's how, in a lot of ways I decided what was going to be on history breaking up part one and part was two. because you this drives me crazy that people do this like you're gonna you're gonna decide what you put out based on you know whether it's it true gets picked up in the algorithm I actually do it I everybody does right you have to yeah. but like what if you loved a song and it flopped on tiktok but you were passionate about it. would you still put it out then you fight for it you fight Absolutely. for it right? there's some that you have to because obviously algorithms are finicky like yeah. there could be so many reasons why it works or why it doesn't work and so if i feel like if i truly believe in a song i'm gonna fight for it your gut is the most important thing like just listening to that but um you know there's you can't deny like that real fan engagement when when people hear a song and they automatically grab a hold of it like that it's it's cool to see and it's and you got to chase that too gotta chase it so yeah. don't be a slave to the algorithm it's exactly right use use it look at it for good info and i'm not it's like not a, i'm not a person that just hops on trends either like there will be like there's obviously the dances and like the trendy stuff yeah, that's yeah. happening on tiktok um, one of my recent favorite trends is the corn video. Yeah, Have what is this? happening with this corn thing? It's <laughs> everywhere. The corn is everywhere. A big lump of knobs. It I, has the juice. I can't even get it. Get into this. The the <laughs> corn is everywhere. But it's so funny. So you will not be jumping on the corn. What trend. I'm yeah. What I'm saying is, is, is what I, I'm hearing. I laugh at all of that, and it's fun and entertaining. Yeah. But I'm not somebody who like is just gonna hop on trends and like no. try to get followers that way. Like if it doesn't come back to like who I truly am as a person and my the music that I'm making and like what makes me me. It doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah, I want right, people right. to really know who I am and not just see me, like, copying other trends and stuff like that. So no, I respect that. Yeah. Alana Springsteen's out to create her own path. Let's go. She's not going to follow the trends if she doesn't believe in them. Okay? But I will watch your corn videos. But she me. will watch your corn videos. <laughs> and if you have any good tips on bread, DM her. Yes. That is an acceptable DM. Is yes. bread tips. I don't um, want to see any pickup lines using talking about bread. No like, pickup no. lines. No, it's not going to work. She's not going to go out with you. Okay, you're not even that cute. She's not going to go out with we'll you. Make some bread. Whoa! Oh no! <laughs> no, that's horrible. <laughs> honest, honest bread tips. We need honest bread tips for the much appreciated. Just, just because you're a good person, you want to share some wisdom. Yeah, that's what Alana needs. Bread <laughs> tips. Thanks. Um, Alana on the podcast. Thanks for coming to the Chase Studio. History of Breaking Up Part 1 and 2 out now. She's got new tour dates coming up. She's doing Seven Peaks this weekend. Actually, I think it's, it will have already happened by the time this comes oh, out. Oh, yeah? So look at her Instagram for the recap. And we did. Do we get anything we left out? We got the publicist and the manager over here in the corner. Did we leave anything out? We got You're it? such a pro. You're a pro. What are you talking Thank about? Thank you so much for having me. Alana, truly. thanks for coming on. We will see you next time. That's it. Let's we did go. it. Thanks, guys. We did it. Did we get it? <laughs> we get it. We got it. Jesus. Ugh. Jesus. <laughs>